Welcome to the Weird Science Pod. I'm Justin. And I'm Shane. And you are listening to the podcast where comedians talk about all things weird about science. Today, the science of pure evil. Oh, perfect. Just in time for Halloween. It is a Halloween-themed show. Or I was going to subtitle it, Maybe You Should Give the Kids Marijuana. Oh, there we go. Yeah, There yeah. is a marijuana link oh, okay. to this show. So if you're wondering what the best way to combat pure evil is, mm-hmm. the answer, marijuana. That's true. That's true. That One thing that I've always said is that uh, uh, when I don't smoke... My ego takes over. Terrible and I, person. And I'm more likely to do. Th- I actually make it further in life, honestly. But also, I'm. We're gonna. More we're gonna. Uh, we're gonna talk about why that is. Today. Okay. We're gonna good. dive into the nice. science of pure evil. Uh, Shane, you have a big show coming up. I do. My headlining show is next Thursday, October 26th at Good Nights. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna have Justin on there. We're gonna have Mike Mello. We're gonna have Mark oh, yeah. Brady, this is, this is, uh, Alex Hofford. Uh, a lot of dudes on this show, but you know what? They're my good comedy buds. A lot of dudes, but you know what? Uh, you know, sometimes you make a show with the it's, people you want on it. So, man, I'm not. I'm not trying to uh, get political. Political on yeah. this, but but it, but I was thinking about it the other day, where I was like, man, it's hard to have female friends uh it's hard i should say that it's not hard to have female no friends. no no it's hard to make new female friends in comedy in comedy especially if you're an old dude if you're an old dude because you're kind of like i don't you know like, yeah i don't you, feel comfortable around yeah. like yeah, uh, I they don't be, yeah like I, I try to keep it very professional which yeah. that ends up being like we just talk work which is comedy yeah. and i'm okay with that yeah which is fine but it's also harder to relate on a level you know, if you're not like being part of their life in other ways, you know, that's right. Because, you know, it, it, it yeah, it's, it becomes a challenge and that's probably a challenge that's broader, you know, and that's oh, probably yeah. part of the tribalization of our culture and things. And, yeah. Um, and maybe that's why, you know, I got to the subject of pure evil because mm. I've been just digging into the human okay. psyche a lot. I mean, the, 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 the cons, is there anything else we need to plug? Uh, no, I mean, if you're in uh, Raleigh, this will come out either today or tomorrow. Uh, Sean Donnelly's back at Good oh, Nights. He's back. I'll be hosting that. I don't know who his feature is. Uh, uh, yeah, never. But uh, I'll, I'll ask. I'm sure it's going to be a good show. I'll be there. And then, um, yeah, just my show on the 26th. And uh, come on out. Yep. Tickets are $5. You can't beat it right hey, now. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And if you are uh, if you won that big Powerball that just got won. Yeah. Maybe throw some bones to the weird science guys. Yeah, maybe a bit. Tell you what, if you gave us each a year's salary, which isn't a lot. No, I made seven hundred dollars total last year. If you gave us, I made more than that. We <laughs> uh, uh, we would do. We would give you an episode. We'd give you two a week. We'd probably come to your house. Ten a week. Ten a if week. You drop us a, a year's enough to work for a year. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah, forty-eight thousand. A piece after that. Okay, that's not 4, 000, bad. Eight, if you give us $96,000, <laughs> we'll, we'll give you four a week. It'll be your podcast. Yeah, you'll own the podcast. Yeah, you can tell us to do whatever we want. It's you want. Bad, a bad buy. Not a bad. If you're yeah. a corporate sponsor, we'll, be, yeah. we'll take it. Yeah, uh, we're sellouts. We don't care. Well, the uh, so <laughs> on to the pure evil, which is probably a nice segue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been interested in, in human psychology a lot lately. Um, and I came across the, uh, what is the 
scientific, psychoscientific. It's really a big concept in psychology, okay. but it touches on uh, to religion and philosophy. But then there's also a neuroscience component to what they call the belief in pure evil. Okay. And uh, it's a great Halloween uh, topic mm -hmm. because, you know, I, don't, I, I didn't really know a lot about trick-or-treating until this episode, except, you know, I know I've been doing it. Right, yeah. yeah. I did it when I was a kid. You never I, asked why. I didn't ever, uh, yeah. I mean, it's the weirdest holiday tradition <laughs> yeah. of all. I mean, if you did it any other day. I mean, painting blood on doors for Passover is a little weird. Do people still do that? I mean, no. I mean, I think, oh, it's, okay. I think it's paint. Oh, is it paint? But maybe uh, maybe the blood. Back I mean, in the day, it was blood. I mean, uh, man, obviously, or past. You know, anyway, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I think a lot of things were blood when you didn't have Sherwin-Williams around the corner. Right. Like, or, like there, there was mm -hmm. always a lot of color. Yeah. No, a, lot, a lot of red. And red's a yeah. good color to it see on a, on a house or something. It is, yeah. Well, they used iron oxide for barns. Basically, they just made their barns rust. That's how they got the red color. Mm. So, yeah, maybe they could have just not I like that anything. look, you know. Yeah, Sometimes nice. stuff comes pre-rusted. Yeah, and you're I like, like what the hell? And you're like, no, it actually looks good. Yeah, I like that, too. Um, it's like faded jeans, you know. Oh, yeah, you usually pay the... extra for that. Yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> so, um, so trick-or-treating in the United States uh, has been around since about the 1930s, or at least it was common in the 1930s. Okay. Uh, and like I said, if you did it, if you walk up to a house in March dressed as a monster and knock on someone's door and be like, hey, you're going to give me something or I'm going to fuck you up, <laughs> right, yeah. you're getting arrested. Yeah, or shot. It's, it's, and, and there are people that have gotten shot. Really? Yeah. There are people, there's, one, there's, a only, there's only actually been, we're, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, there's only actually been a few murders on Halloween. Oh, yeah, we talked about one. Crime, crime goes up. Okay. 17% increase in crime on Halloween night. That's probably because it's a nighttime holiday. Yeah, it involves yeah. a little bit of it's. It's got mischief. a mischief. Yeah, and I'm sure the people doing the killings are probably the people that got their house TP'd or egged. Well, good. <laughs> yeah, take those kids out. Yeah, get them. Get rid of them. <laughs> Stop. You're messing the paint up on my house. Um. Yeah, that was always kind of funny when you when you really got into the TP game in high school. By the way, for you young people that grew up with cell phones, this is what we did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This was like spamming someone in the 70s and 80s. You just yeah. threw toilet paper all over their house. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, boy, it really looked like shit the next day. It and did. everybody was sort of like, God, you know how much work that is? Yeah. Some people ton. would just let it rain out. Yeah, that's all you need to do. Is just just let be it like, rain. you know, it's going to rain eventually. But it rains less uh, oftentimes when it's winter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. God, it was a real... Yeah, it was an awful look. It was funny for a minute. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then what you had to do to preserve peace... Was come back the next day and help clean it up. Oh yeah, but even that's tough because the trees are so tall. I mean, well, I got cheesed recently. Did I tell you about that? Well, here's a simple solution: don't skimp on the full size candy bars, mm -hmm. and you'll. Uh, it's like that old man that uh, we used to run run during uh, off campus lunch our senior year. Mm -hmm. We used to run through his leaves. He would rake his leaves oh, this yeah. time of year. Big pile on the street. Yep, we would run right through them. And kick leaves back into his yard. So yeah. he just put a cinder block. I was going to say, that's what you're supposed to do for that situation. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to do that. <laughs> I think nowadays it's probably assault of some Yeah, kind. I think so. Uh, tend to hurt or maim. Yeah, I read Reddit the other day. Someone was like, yeah, people keep uh, hitting my mailbox, knocking it over with a baseball bat they're driving by. And they're like, oh, just fill your uh, yeah. cement, fill it with cement. 
They had a breaking arm. Dude, They t- t- all these people chimed in with someone they knew that that Did- happened to. One guy was, like, going to be the star football player, and then he did that shit, and it, now he, like, his, he's messed up for life. Yeah, it, like, it would it would shatter your arm. Yeah, yeah, he's done. Yeah. Yeah, good. <laughs> good. That'll teach you not to hit those <laughs> damn mailboxes, That's right, you, you kids. damn kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, trick-or-treating uh, started, it was popularized in the 30s, especially in various uh, communities. By 1966, though, uh, Charlie Brown's The Great Pumpkin, mm-hmm. that was, uh, that fi- trick-or-treating figured prominently, but if you ever listen to it, it's tricks or treats. Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. Tricks or treats. Mm-hmm. Uh, the emphasis on the question, what do you want to do? Tricks yeah. or treats? Which is funny because uh, the tradition is uh, rooted in a Scotch-Irish tradition called guising. Okay. Hmm. Kind of like like a disguise. Like, okay, yeah, So yeah. you would dress up in character. You and your friends, you'd go to a house. You'd perform. And they would tr- they would reward you. Oh. With a, a, a go, here's a cup of foyer, lad. You know? okay. I don't know why the British people are there. But, uh, <laughs> oh, I hear here's uh, some Scottish take a farthing, you know, farthing, farthing. I don't know. Whatever. I'm a guffin. Uh, I'm a guffin. So you had to show up and perform for these. Yeah, people? it was. It was basically like a. It was like a like a little mini YouTube or or Facebook Reels night where people just came <laughs> up and were like, you know, Ashley, look at me, and then like you're like, oh, that's so pretty weird. good. I give you a coin Crazy. for that. It was, it was, and you did it all. It was called guising. So it was like caroling, but people paid you in candy. Right, right. It was like caroling, but people paid you with with treats. Okay, you know, and yeah. so, uh, or sometimes a, a coin, a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I paid money for that. But uh, yeah, and I and, and and then it it got merged in America in the eighteen forties when Irish began to immigrate heavily in the first wave of Im- Irish immigration, and they brought their traditions with them, including uh, the night I think it's called Shaman. The Night of the Living Dead. Mm, okay. uh, and uh, I have notes on this I could look at. Oh, yeah. But, uh, That's what Michael Jackson says in that song, right? Shame on. Come on. Shame on. Sam Hahn. Sam yeah, Hain. Sam Hain. Yeah. Shemaine. I knew he'd get there. Sam Hain. That's the correct. Sam Hain. Yep. Shaman. That's. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be stunned, sir? <laughs> What's your most misunderstood? You know, the, the, uh, the, the kid is not my son. Somehow we thought he said oh. the chair is not the Oh, one. really? The chair is not the one. Really? I don't know. I don't know. Cheers. Mine are, all my lyrics are bad. He's hard to understand. He is, he is. You want to be starting something, doesn't. See him when it comes to moccasins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I used to sing, sing that shit all the time. And I was like, uh, I don't know any of this means. I don't means. know what it means at all. So, uh, uh, Pig Latin. So uh, sometimes uh, in early America, it was uh, deemed mischief night. Okay. Or Devil's Night. And the point uh, was that it was a pretty evil night where actual Irish gangs would roam the streets and be like, if you don't give us your something right now, we're oh, gonna shit. Fuck okay. your, your, your store up. But they'd still dress up. No, no, I think they just oh, roam oh. the streets and were like, it's oh. mischief night. And oh, like, crazy. So, yeah. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's come out. It's like <laughs> yeah. real, real streets of New York yeah. kind of time. People. So, yeah, it's basically like just shaking down the people. Yeah, so, they, so that when trick or treat, uh, came about in the 30s, started to be popularized. It actually was popularized from cities in Canada. Uh, it was a way of sort of saying, let's let's make it a fun thing. Let's make oh, mischief. Take it back. Take back the night. Take it. Take, <laughs> yeah, take, whatever that is. Uh, and so we would make it given candy, and okay. we'll make it fun and lighthearted, and you hmm. dress up uh, in your favorite costume. And uh, but, it, but for a long time, it was about containing evil, 
And, and in many ways, it's become the symbolic day. It's the it's the it's now falls on the same day as the uh, Catholic tradition of All Souls Day. Oh, okay. And I think it it is a brief Mardi Gras in the sense that the Mardi Gras tradition in the the French in Louisiana and mm-hmm. places is that you have this last chance to get all your sin out before the long oh, fast. the purge. The f- yeah, and lots of cultures have had mm-hmm. a purge. Yeah. Uh, uh, some, some, we even had Mayan calendars or, or Latin American, early, uh, American natives, indigenous people had calendars that basically 12 months, 30 days mm-hmm. with a five and a quarter days of pure chaos. Can you imagine? Love it. Yeah. You think? I'm, I'm, I'm for that. You think system. you'd survive? Yeah, I think I'd do all right. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you're like, I, I don't know, man. I got I don't know. I get, I'm trying to think what I can do. I'm kind of a bitch, I think. No, I, I don't think I'd. I think I'd be. Okay. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think I'd have to kill anybody. I think I'd just lay. Just. Oh yeah, yeah. I could probably hide. Yeah, I'll just get a ghillie yeah, suit. Just, just dude, just get a. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to buy a bunch of drugs, but right. you want to buy. You want to like save up a little bit each month. Yeah, for yeah. your for your party, and then oh, you're just yeah. like, I don't have to leave my house. Bunker for five party. Days. No one's gonna see, but no one's thinking that I've got. Right. A ton of beard. Drugs. Oh, yeah. I would put a, a mannequin in my body dead in the window and be like, oh, he already got, got. And then no, hang yourself in effigy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty fun. Like, yeah. this guy's already dead. He's already, yeah. Well, yeah. No, no reason to stop that's a really, here. Yeah, that's a, it's a very human way to play dead. You know, just a really elaborate scheme. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, so, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of cultures had this idea, get the evil out. Um, Halloween has been only been... Uh, couple murders one was an accident where a guy shot a dude came to the wrong it, it was crazy it's, it's literally like the party was at like 41331 and they went to like 41311 oh, it was like a really yeah and there was like a party going on but they showed up in like costume the dude was like get out of here and they thought he was <laughs> it's a terrible timing right they yeah like, yeah hey, this guy's Brutal. this guy's really taking this uh yeah crazy landlord costume Dang. too far and then he shot the guy crazy um, now there was a dad, the original Halloween killer, nineteen seventy four. Okay, he killed one of his kids intentionally. Oh yeah. Uh, what the kid do? Uh, it was just being just just a kid, just you know, a little sass. Oh yeah. Uh, that's really insensitive. Uh, <laughs> it's... uh no, he uh um he had insurance policies in all three of his oh. kids. So he laced a pixie stick with cyanide for each Whoa. one of them. Told them they could have one piece of candy that night, and only one of them chose the pixie stick. Whoa. Pretty obedient kids. Why'd he even ask him? Just be like, here you go, start with a pixie stick. <laughs> Maybe that's just too obvious. <laughs> but if they're dead, then I mean, what's it? All know. three of your kids die on the same <laughs> night? Yeah, yeah mean, maybe. Hat, hat trick. Well, he got caught in uh, in 1974. He got caught, and uh, that's that's the root of the like. My parents are always like, "I got to check your candy before oh, you yeah. eat it." And I'm like, "Half of it's gone." He's like, "Yeah, it's bad. It was laced yeah. with cyanide or needles. There's needles in your candy. yeah. There's ne- there was a lot of fear of candy and yeah. Uh, and I think that so Halloween has always sort of been that sort of uh, place where we we sort of root this notion of just pure evil yeah. like we're you know and 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 it is a belief in pure evil 
that is incredibly popular in this country. Oh, really? Yeah, like like what 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 percentage of people do you think believe in pure evil? Um, I maybe I should describe what I mean by pure evil. Uh, so they're probably very religious. More than likely, the people that believe in pure evil, right? No, it's no? it's incredible that oh. people that identify themselves as agnostic even sometimes. Oh, will, interesting. They won't outright say it, but if you give them like some kind of quiz. Oh yeah, we talked about that last episode, right? So if you quiz these like people that don't believe in mm-hmm. stuff, they're not willing to do stuff because they still feel it's wrong. Right. So, yes. Yeah. Okay. So all right. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Seven, no, 84% of people believe in pure evil. 70%. 70%. That's a lot Still more pure. than believe in God, though, or, oh, or yeah. like pure goodness. Well, because we can see evil with our eyes. Yeah, but but, but the notion of pure evil, I, I, I grant you that people do evil things, people do things that are wrong. Most of the time, people have a reason why they did that. Sure, yeah. Nobody that's evil actually thinks they're evil. No, but that's what pure... Yeah, that's yeah. what driving at pure evil is, is okay. that, like, they don't have any reason for... It's just pure... It's just Jeffrey Dahmer. Right, right, right. With, like, what... In what world did you kill the second kid? Yeah, yeah, and You're yeah. just like, I just do this now. Yeah. Like, I just kill it's young, just my, yeah. innocent people and put mm. them in my freezer because that's who I am. Yeah, that's pure I don't, evil. And... But he's probably helped old ladies across the street. That's the thing. It's like, can you be pure evil? If like, because I'm sure Satan has a, a bad day where he's actually nice. Uh whoops! I didn't mean to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but I I don't know if I I honestly don't know. I don't know if, right. if Jeffrey Dahmer helps old ladies across the street because he knows it's like well that throws them off the scent of like dead people in my right life. yeah yeah you know. Uh, which that that makes, but but, but that's still a calculated. Or evil yeah. is Jeffrey Dahmer not even think that he's doing anything wrong? That's what people think pure evil is. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that makes perfect. It's just like I help old ladies across the street because that's the right thing to do. That's right, and sometimes I murder them when I get across yeah. the street. Um, well, well, the uh, they have been looking at uh, pure evil in a psychological sense to try to figure out like is is it a is it is it an inherent trait? Because here's why it matters. Okay. It matters a lot in the criminal justice system because the more that people believe in pure evil, it shapes the way you view penal institutions. Right, right. It's like these people are, uh, what's the word? They can't be rehabilitated. Yeah, That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So you, the more you, you lean towards the pure evil side, the more you're like, well, I don't, I want them to spend life in, one, you might be very in favor of capital punishment. Right, like, right. Just, this person's pure evil, kill them. Yeah. If not, you're like harder sentences, no rehab, like they don't get it. They don't get to go to the gym. They're purely right. an evil person. Right. This was an immutable, unchangeable fact of their nature. Mm-hmm. It didn't. There were no forces that created this thing, uh, or at least that that weren't preventable. And mm-hmm. this person is pure evil. That changes how the penal system yeah. sees them, and 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 it it threatens a lot of our fundamental understanding of psychology. So psychologists have been looking oh, in right. to the notion of pure evil. Some outright reject it, right? Right. They're like, I don't. There's no such thing as pure evil. Right. right? It's kind of saying there's no such thing as uh, pure good or pure evil, uh, because we're all just agreeing to live by a certain set of morals collectively. And if someone falls outside of that, then why is it just because they don't want to follow our rules? Like, like what? Where's the morality in that? You know. Well, I think that that. It reminds me, in a way, of a great joke 
was like, the guy's like, do you believe in infant baptism? Mm. The other guy's like, believe in it. I've seen it. Right. And, and I always love that joke because it's like, like you can argue that pure evil is a, is a philosophical mm. uh, nothing. Right. right. It, it, yeah, yeah. Like that's not a real thing. It's like saying parts of the universe are real. Like how can that be if the universe right. is just zeros and ones? And then it's like, well, maybe it's not real. But doesn't the fact that 70% of Americans believe it's real, isn't that in right. and of itself real? Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's not like real. Like, you know, it's like, well, yeah, no, I don't necessarily believe in some sort of objective godlike good and, and law. Mm-hmm. But I live in a society where I have to accept the sure. idea that there is right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would just be pure chaos right, and anarchy. Yeah. And maybe some people are like, yeah, that's probably what we should go for. You know? Right. Yeah, maybe. More and more, I find the middle ground of climate change, not climate change is not real. Right. Versus, right. oh, my God, you need to drive an extra hour to save you know, 22 right. gallons of gas, you know, stop suggesting that Google. I don't I want to drive <laughs> yeah. the shortest route, no matter what it does. You can change that in your settings. But, but there's a middle ground <laughs> right. where you're like, yeah. I believe climate change is real. I believe it's going to kill most of humanity, but we, we kind of have it coming. Yeah. So I'm not going to change. So right. I'm not going to do anything about it because right. I sort of feel like we made our bed. Yeah. We deserve the hit. And, and, the- and if I flood my own house, uh, that may just, climate change may just be like, he already got got. So we don't even have to flood his house. You see that house down in the, the, the <laughs> beach that's washed in the ocean that oh, we're yeah. paying for? Oh, why are we paying for it? Well, they created a tax fund to bail out oh these homeowners because they got stuck. Tell me, I got to bail out the fucking house from uh, what's that, Rodanthe? Yeah, yeah, no, that's the one. Yeah, it's in the paper uh, today, oh man. God. Yeah, we have to pay for that. The notebook. We got to save the notebook house. All of this to me is very interesting. Uh, there's a very, really, really good book um, called The Science of Evil by Simon Baron Cohen, who is the uh, Cambridge University's head of the Autism Research Center. Autism Research Center. Yes. Oh, and he wrote a book on the evil. science Jesus. of evil. Which, oh, my goodness. <laughs> parents probably weren't super fired up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, yeah. Let's um, tiptoe around this one. Um, but he was very much about, I want to get rid of the the unscientific term of evil mm-hmm. and i want to replace it with an entirely different term is it the hard r hard r uh no no <laughs> okay, no good. okay good uh, uh it's the word unexpected word <laughs> oh okay. empathy oh um and he proposed a uh, a series of tests that would measure uh, it's a subjective test because it's like one of those things you answer mm-hmm. you can find it on the web oh okay and it tests your empathy. It's like is a it, Myers-Briggs. But this is one where it's like, you, you're you like, oh, this is a free test. You get to the last question, you're like, log in and start oh, your account no, no, today. No, no, this one is free. This I is need to know if I'm evil for free. I, I, I do think it's one of those tests where you can tell what the right, like what the right answer is. Oh, it's like, I do you I, kill this woman? Yes oh, or okay, no? I got it up. Here, I'll give you some it's like, well, questions. Well, I don't okay. know. Okay, okay, let's hear it. Let's see. Okay. This is a strongly agreeing. Okay. Stri- slightly agree. Slightly disagree, strongly disagree. Okay. No neutral. Okay. I can easily tell if someone wants to enter a conversation. Uh, <laughs> what the hell is this question? Yeah, uh, I can usually agree. You can tell. Slightly agree. Slightly, Not strongly. Slightly, slightly agree. agree. Okay. That's what I put. Because they usually stand there and their mouth is open. Yeah. 
man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, let me insert myself. I prefer animals to humans. One hundred percent. Strongly, strongly agree. agree. Okay. Not a serial killer because I would murder them otherwise. I treat. I try to keep up with current trends and fashions. Uh, slightly disagree. Find it difficult to explain to others things that I understand easily when they don't understand it the first time. Um, read that again. I don't understand <laughs> that question. <laughs> I find it difficult. I basically I find it difficult to explain things the second time. Oh no. Because the only way you can uh, explain things properly is if you totally understand what you're talking about. That's why I sound like an idiot most of the time. Okay. Well, it's basically saying, like, you'd say it to somebody, they don't get it, and then you get... It's really hard for you to explain it to them. Oh. I oh, dream maybe. most nights. Uh, yes, if I'm not smoking. I try to solve my own problems rather than discussing them with others. True. I'm I did not, my own colonoscopy the other day. <laughs> I'm at my best first thing in the morning. Uh, yeah, I'd say, yeah, probably. Uh, I would never break a law no matter how minor. False. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I prefer practical jokes to verbal humor. False. Uh, when I was a kid, I enjoyed cutting up worms to see what would happen. Strongly disagree. You didn't do that as a kid? I had to for school, but I hated it. Uh, you didn't enjoy cutting them. My problem is I gave them names before I did it. Um... People often tell me that I'm very unpredictable. No. Uh, other people tell me I'm good at understanding how they are feeling and what they are thinking. Uh, 100%. I strongly agree. Uh, okay. Unless you know me better and I am poor at that. Because sometimes my texts sound very uh, <laughs> not nice. Um, I don't like to take risks. Oh. Uh, I'm kind of scared of heights, but otherwise I'm pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I've uh, that one's a tough one because I'm not I'm not gonna I'm smart about risk, so that one's a, a there's no yeah. neutral. But yeah, oh, and then that tells that. you if you're a psychopath. Well, it tells you what your empathy quotient is. Okay, how empathetic are you? Okay, and uh, what what the uh, the very uh, renowned Doctor Simon Baron Cohen has done uh, is he's tried to put this into various uh, spaces. He has this chart. And he says that what we think of as a purely evil person mm -hmm. is what he calls a zero negative personality. Okay. And it's got uh, the sort of trinity of three things that come together to make it a zero negative, which okay. is uh, pathology, some sort of pathology, some sort of mental disorder, whether that's schizophrenia mm -hmm. or bipolar or some sort of pathos mm -hmm. uh, there. There is a, a borderline personality, and there is narcissism. And, okay. the, and the combination of these three traits, mm -hmm. right, when people score really high on those three, that creates this sort of zero negative personality. Interesting. Uh, and so uh, he thinks that it, it is that recipe that creates our most, what we would normally think of as a purely evil Interesting. Okay, person. so, yeah, it's like those, uh, I guess you could think of it as one of those... Um, like memory game tests or mind, like those apps that try to keep you young or whatever, but they give oh, you yeah. like, a, like a, a hexagonal score and they like move mm -hmm. it towards mm -hmm. order. And this would be a perfect bullseye for being an evil asshole. Maybe it's based on like how yeah. little you have yeah. of these things or how mo more you have of these things. Yeah, I think, I think what, um, I think, I think why scientists are so reluctant to believe in this idea of the, of pure evil is 
that that means that that there is something beyond the control of science mm. that they that psychology and science can't understand. In other words, you know, if instead of saying that there's pure evil, you say, well, if somebody has a certain genetic makeup that gives them this mental disorder, mm-hmm. certain neurological functions aren't firing correctly, then they get the right environment right? Mm-hmm. Lack of nurturing. The parents are really bad. They get beat. Some kind of external stimulus. Sure. Right? And then we don't get treatment. Well, then we end up with these like purely, you know, evil people. Sure. Just, hmm. but it is treatable. And like, and in, in fact, uh, the book talks about like there are treatments for some of these, what he considers empathy disorders. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right? You I mean, can bullies can go to school and you can learn how to use that part of your brain you don't just bully them back that doesn't change that i don't i, I think it does with some mm-hmm. i mean i found my bully in school i kicked him in his nuts so hard uh from behind mind you the next day next year at school he's like hey shane how you doing he was my uh, best friend also oh man and i was like look at that man We're the you same got, people you, you got lucky because yeah. i got bullied mm-hmm. and there was a guy that would we had to line up in the same order to go to the lunchroom every day same order. Yeah, it was like you had your. It was it was either alphabetical or by height. I can't remember which one. Oh yeah, that's fucked up by height. Height's kind of really. Does really a little smart. guy go last? No, he goes first. Oh, okay, I was gonna say he's the run. No wonder he's a run. He's not getting enough food. Uh, so this kid was always behind me, and he was always messing with me in line, mm-hmm. and always poking me, punching me, stabbing that's me because he liked you. And I was like, I was just always throwing like trying to just, <laughs> ah, just yeah. uh, and he was just always picking on me and stuff. Yeah, and. Like, he bumped me, he pushed me, and I hit the person in front of me, and it, it caused, like, this kind of chain reaction. Sure. So wherever it stopped, that person pushed back. As I turned and, like, did my fist like this, and then I lunged, my, I got pushed into him. Oh, shit. And jacked him in the eye. That Caught sounds me. like such a kid's lie. It's like, no, seriously, this whole line of people pushed my fist yeah. into his face. Yeah. And, but that's what And happened. let me tell you. <laughs> We got sent to the principal's office, and that kid milked that shit. Oh, I'm sure. He's like, can I please leave and go eat lunch? It's like, <laughs> no. he's been picking on me every day. Yeah. And I turn around my fist cock right when they push the line. And yeah. I, I still got in trouble. Crazy. But. You weren't but, friends after that. Though. Well, no, I just think the bullies sometimes when, like, as soon as you kick them in the nuts, you're like, you can bully me. Yeah, I told him to stop, and he just kicked me in the nuts. Well, the, the, my bully that I kicked was a real sportsman. So once he realized he was outmatched, he uh, showed respect. Oh, he was a chivalrous kind of guy. I think so. He's like, "Oh, you bested me, sir." Just one kick in the nuts. Yeah, I would have got him. Man, man. I, I, I would have. I'd be watching your back. I got him dude. so good. And then he bought my Nintendo later that year. I was like, "Fuck it!" Not only did I kick your ass you're buying what shit for year me now was this man? oh this is like he wanted it was like when right like it's college no it was actually 95 mm. he bought my old old school nintendo i had a nintendo in 95 yeah that's right um well uh the empathy uh <laughs> circuit um by the way and let me just circle back to one thing um one of the points of this book even though it was not well received initially by the uh parents of autistic children is oh i bet not he's actually making like an argument about why autism people he calls them because autism is notoriously a a a brain function that lacks empathy right yeah yeah like it's it's extremely lack of empathy what people were initially (laughs) shocked by which is typical yeah is like 
the guy in charge of uh, autism research <laughs> yeah. wrote a book called The Root of Evil. Right, the I Source called of it evil. first when you read it. Yeah, yeah. And people were like, what the hell, yeah, What man? the hell? Because that's because I'm autistic. Um, but he, he was trying to make a distinction between, one, he was trying to dispense with the notion of evil altogether and mm-hmm. say it's, it's really a thing of, about empathy, different empathy profiles and right, quotients. Yeah. And we can quantify this, which relates to how the brain works. And when we see these factors, we get up what we would think of as a purely evil mm-hmm. person. Whereas with autism, we rarely see the other things in autism. And so autism, autistic people can almost be hyper-moralistic sometimes. He means oh, like, yeah, yeah. So he calls them zero positive. It's kind of like chaotic oh, okay. good makes versus sense. chaotic yeah, yeah, yeah. bad, right? Yeah. Where it's like, it's almost like a person who's like, unwieldingly moral like this yes. is the rule i will not break it's yeah. like well you're gonna get killed that's the it's, rule i will not break the rule right it's very they can be very very moral and we're all i think uh i think we all have similar traits like this but they only come out once in a while so it's like i get very upset when people don't put a cart back or park in the yeah. lines and i'm like well where did that come from right it's just a rule someone told me that i should follow why do right. i get so mad when other people don't do it yeah it's a really know? good point because i think more and more I'm learning about the autism spectrum because, you know, initially when you say that, it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not being nice to autistic people by calling it a spectrum. I'm acknowledging that oh. I too am on the spectrum. Absolutely. So you're saying 100%. like, oh, there are parts of my brain that work like theirs. Yes. I just don't think of myself as being autistic right? because mine is moderated in some way by other brain functions. Yes, absolutely. Um, and that's been really, like, it's why a lot of our topics have come back to this. Now, the thing that, that, that I personally found just sort of mind-blowing about the whole thing is that, okay, if we dispense away with this idea of pure evil, and we say, well, pure evil is a, is a construct. Yeah. It's rooted in this psychological brain neurological function. And that's when neurologists come in and say, well, we've known that for years because their neurological diseases that the first sign that we see in our patients oh, is they shit. come in and they say, I've stopped caring about, like my child got hurt and I was just like, I didn't have any, crazy. Like, I didn't cry, I didn't feel any, and they're like, and they're like, we're going to test, and, and what they find are there are these certain regions of the brain mm-hmm. that shut down. Okay. And so they're like, ah. And so you know like when, like you probably have seen the things where they like, we can scan your brain and tell if you're a, a serial killer. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what they're what 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 these neurolog these uh, neurologists uh, surmised is like the parts of the brain that aren't working, that's where empathy should be working, right? And they're like, so let's go look at that region of the brain and see if we can figure out. And and in fact, uh, they did. It's okay. the interior insular cortex. Okay. So, so, but right behind the free frontal, it's like, is it near? Yeah, the, I think interior, the, like, anterior is. Oh, wait, the back? Yeah, I don't know. No. Middle. Posterior. Oh, is yeah. Back. Anterior is the middle, right? Middle. Okay. And uh, it's the insular cortex of the brain. Okay. There, when you see, and, and that's connected to uh, a couple other parts of the brain. Yeah, it's like the real central hub of. It is uh, very much in the in the center, and uh, they they work as the sort of imp- the empathy. Uh, zone. Oh, right. Which, um, honestly, okay, so at the prefrontal cortex, isn't that like um, uh, our animalistic brain? Isn't that what they say? Or am I wrong? No, the, the, the animalistic brain is the limbic system. Oh, the limbic. Where which, is that at? That's like at the base, the pituitary. Oh, okay. Real, so this, real. okay. Okay, that was... This is much more close okay. to the frontal cortex, the big 
the big the big gray part of our brain that most animals don't have. In fact, empathy people believe, I mean evolution believes is a is an evolutionary mechanism that we developed because sure. we're so shitty at most stuff. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the animal kingdom from a purely physical standpoint, mm-hmm. we we are pretty bad. Yeah. We're not fast. Mm-hmm. We're not strong. We can't climb trees. Yeah. We can't swim well. We can do a little bit of everything, but not anything, one thing really good. Right. We can't fly. We have no... This is interesting, and this is like a, just a, a human thing, right? Do Animals don't have empathy, obviously. Um, or do they? Not, no. Not, no, not, not no. the way we understand it. Well, that's not true. The smartest animals in the world seem to understand empathy. Okay. Like like a uh, uh, an elephant. Oh yeah, those are very can smart. respond not to its a mother to its child. an elephant can seems to share feelings with other animals in pain. Oh, crazy! Okay. Dolphins definitely do. Yeah, the smartest animals in the world seem to be able to empathize with something else. I guess we've seen dogs do that too, right? If you're like. I'm sad. The dog, like, dogs oh, sort of they read they read body language. I guess yeah, I don't, but that may not be empathy. I don't know. If dogs have empathy, it's a lot less special to me. If dogs have it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It isn't. Uh, here, I guess this is a true empathy test. Um, humans are the only ones that truly empathize. Uh, so I guess that's why like dogs and cats and other lizard animals and stuff don't come to comedy shows, whereas humans do because they can empathize and be like, God, this got to suck. Yeah. Nobody shows up to this. Yeah, right. By the way, October 26th at Good Nights. Definitely don't empathize. No, they don't. They don't give it's a shit. terrible. Yeah. My cats don't. Yeah, no, there's no empathy and in that's, a cat. They, they use you. I have the best that. cats. You would think they would, but no. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think some animals do. I think that humans definitely did it because what humans do, do very well because we don't do a lot physically very well is that we work together like we we have a coordinated sure and and that is a at the root of empathy okay like when we all share this when we all realize that well if i'm hungry they're hungry sure so we should work together there's like this empathy there that allows us to create and work together in groups so here's a here's a question i just recently saw a video where some people don't have an inner monologue have you seen this what yeah they don't it doesn't make any sense this guy did an interview with this person that doesn't have an inner monologue so she doesn't when she like reads a book she it's, it's, she doesn't read it in her head she doesn't read it in the character's voices she, it's just like people there's like a percentage of the population that does not have the ability to do this These which are, is you got them on surveillance or something that sounds like crazy. yeah it's crazy it, it doesn't make sense to me but my quote but based on that my question is um when you feel empathy towards somebody, do you think to yourself, uh, so like if you see someone crying, is it a conscious decision to be like, I should go comfort that person? Or do you just automatically do it based on your being? There's different ways to show empathy, but that's what uh, I'm very curious about. I think, I think that I, well, I'm going to save one answer for okay. the next chapter of this, okay. this story. But uh, I think my most common reaction is that I see someone who's suffering mm-hmm. and I recognize and acknowledge their suffering. Mm-hmm. And then I immediately try to make it funny. <laughs> Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that is, and, and the <laughs> yeah. reason that I do that, 
just because I know that sounds terrible, but it's uh, what we do. But it's it's a it's a coping mechanism for me. Yeah. By making like I have this idea that once you can make something funny, it's a healing thing. Like when you can joke about right. Like you always say that to people. Like, is he is he joking about it yet? It's yeah. Like, like yeah, once yeah. somebody's joking about something, they've healed from it. When someone can't <laughs> joke about something, it's like. Yes and no. So I uh, I make jokes at the worst times, and then uh, they usually always hit. Uh, that sounds very pretentious, but uh, I was in a hospital watching someone's dad die with them, and I'm cracking jokes, and they're and they're laughing, and I'm like, "You're clearly not healed from this," but I'm I'm somehow oh. attempting to ease your pain. But they right might now. they might they might have. But when you say healing from this, they might have accepted it in a way that they've let go of like any kind of bitterness or anger. Oh them. yeah, maybe so they can laugh. Like laughing, you can laugh at death. I mean, yeah, I'm laughing yeah, at yeah. My, my own inevitable. Sure, sure. Because uh, I turn fifty, I mean it's not going to happen today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's going to be. I can re, I can understand my mortality and be like I'm I'm over okay. it. I'm over it. I can laugh. Yeah. It. I guess I'm trying. I think all this is just me trying to figure out like when I like. I can obviously feel empathy by watching the stuff that's going on in the Middle East and things like that. Um, but when it comes to like uh, being face to face with that reality, mm-hmm. I would think empathy should just be an unconscious driven force in a body, but maybe that's not how it works. I feel like we're always like, well, what are the optics of this? If I actually hug this person in this situation, what, how does this work? Like, I feel like, Maybe that's just my brain, but over time going like, okay, what do all the different angles yeah, I have to think th- about while I try to show empathy yeah. to this person? I, I well, let, let, let's start with um, the simplest thing to me, which is a, a well-functioning child. Mm-hmm. Their empathy brain, this empathy circuit, it develops late. Okay. Right, it's uh, it's a late developing thing, but in a normally developing child, a child would see someone in pain mm-hmm. or hurting, and they would feel some of that same feeling. They would oh. feel sad. They would feel that like it's so sad. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I I was down at uh, Florida spreading ashes of my aunt and uncle with his uh, their their daughters. They have a young son. I mean. We didn't really say anything to him, but he, he was like, "Why? Why is it sad? Why is uh, it sad?" He was tough. he was empathizing with his mother, yeah. and aunt, and mm-hmm. uncles, or uh, uncle, and like like I think a normal kid feels that. Yeah, and now, everybody hugged. They're like, "He's not a serial killer. Yeah, he's yeah, not he's not. No, yeah, he's, he yeah, actually has feelings." Like a, yeah, it was like, whew, yeah, "Thank God, God. real boy." All right. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> look at this raccoon. Ice. <laughs> yeah. By the way, but uh, uh, <laughs> but if. So that's that's like normal. Now, as we get older and, and our more of that frontal cortex gets just sort of mangled with thoughts and ideas, like, I mean, what, like maybe you just played video games and mm. you're just desensitized sure. to like seeing a death on screen right. because like somehow you're like, I, all I do is play eight hours right. of people getting violently murdered all day. That doesn't mean that you might not see someone in person and be able to empathize. Right, right. But then also there becomes what you're talking about, which is that, that like, very frontal cortex, high level thinking of like, this person's in pain, but they're also a racist jerk, and I can't right. show sim- imp- I can't empathize yeah. with someone who's mean to right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's tough because it's like uh, I had an employee once that would oftentimes like break down crying, and I'm like, 
I know you need a hug right now, but I'm your boss. HR. I I cannot. Yeah. I cannot show you empathy, which is (laughs) such a sad thing because it's like, I want to help you and I want you to feel like you're okay, but like, just can't do it. What's wrong? My breasts are so sensitive right (laughs) now. I know. I know. They really need to be stipulated by someone. (laughs) I'm sorry. I cannot do this. I am your boss. Yeah. So Uh, it's, it's stuff like that where I'm like, I hate that like, it would be great just to be a person and not have to think about these things. And just be empathetic without the baggage. Yeah, maybe that's right, right. a therapy session. Maybe not a podcast. Well, no. I mean, the, well, I think our our listeners will appreciate uh, the, the the brutal honesty of it because it. I mean, it is. A, it becomes a tricky thing, and I think it helps me to realize that it's 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 a tricky thing because it's a part of my brain that may not be developed very well, mm, um, and that might be like just from my. The, the, the variety of factors, neurological, sure. social, familial, all those things that yeah. can inhibit that late kind of brain function. Mm-hmm. And, and, but here's what really fascinates me about it is because as I was, I was getting ready for this, I was like, man, the time when I feel the most empathetic, mm-hmm. and I've even had, I don't know if you've ever uh, saw or read uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. I saw the movie. I need to read the books. Well, the... Uh, Spoiler alert, it's been out for a while. So, I mean, is uh, she shoots one of the main characters, this one of the, the female lead shoots mm. one of the male leads with an empathy gun. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And he just starts having this, like, yeah, he's like, oh my God. He starts, he starts, he's just this narcissist. He feels empathy for the first time. And it's like, I've had those moments. Yeah. When I'm smoking marijuana. Oh. So I, I can think of several. And sometimes my wife is like, who is this person? I love this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, the one that's I'm always like, this high. This is the yeah. one. This is, it's like, and I, I even know to what, some extent what strain it is. Because when I have it, I'm always like, wait, this is that. Oh, God. What and, a uh, what a ability to deduce that. I'm just like, can't. I mean, can't sleep or awake. Yeah, yeah no. I I, there's certain. Uh, it's It tends to be more indicas. I can't um, do indicas. But I don't smoke indicas a lot. I, I generally... Um, it's a real weed conversation here. Yeah, if you're wondering what to put in your uh, Halloween trick-or-treat box. That's right. Uh, P.O. box. THCA is legal, I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, yeah. All 50 states. Uh, that's what we should get a sponsor. That's what we should do. Yeah. I'm thinking Absolutely. about buying bulk THCA pre-rolls. You should. And selling them. That's for merch shows. Uh, no, no just like sure. start a shop. Every, no, just every... Let's just buy, keep, it, keep it in my truck. Do you see? Oh, you're on, you're on a fucking it's mobile food truck. Lucy's truck. truck. Now, what we do is buy the fucking. Do you see that uh, old dry cleaner that shut down at Food Lion? Oh yeah, yeah. Do Make that. that a fucking. Yeah. But then we'd have to get one of those uh, rainbow vape signs and oh. get all the all the people in there. Um, uh, I think a weed truck's a great idea. It is. It is. Just driving through the neighborhoods, playing little Jerry Garcia. Yep. And you know the person that's driving that truck. Is not stoned. No, they're they're because they're, every yeah. store I go into, everyone's stoned. Oh, but a truck, you're like, that's no, no. your a red flag right there. Yeah, you don't do two illegal things at once. No, that's a, that's a rule of life. Break <laughs> one law at a time, you'll that's be fine. Right. Absolutely. You go look at anybody you know that's got in real trouble. They're oh, yeah. breaking two, three laws at the same time. They're that's right. why Trump only does one at a time. No, <laughs> that's why. That's why he's still not in jail. Yeah. Well, he. Uh, uh, <laughs> but so I okay. So I was like, man, I smoke weed and I get. I have these bouts of like really out, like uh, mm. empathetic, um, and uh, and I I quite like it. Do you? Those are moments where I'm like, I think I'm done with comedy. I think I'm, I'm like I'm just gonna just try to focus on being a better husband, and being a oh, better sure. father, and 
Like I, f- I can feel so many like you're like, feeling ego death is what you're feeling. I think I think that's right. When you say your ego, like off marijuana, I'm way more driven. I am like sure. I'm a go getter. I can do anything. Yeah. But the, the the right amount of marijuana really made and so I was like, that's that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So of course, like let me go look into that. Yeah. Uh, the do research. Na- National Institute of Health. Did a study. They did it on the psychotropic effects of THC in humans. Mm-hmm. A double-blinded, randomized, pharmacological MRI study. And okay. what they found is that uh, the uh, anterior insular cortex of the brain. The one we talked about earlier? <laughs> the one we talked about. <laughs> Crazy. Is... Uh, it, it gets ox- there's perfusion when you smoke marijuana, so it does something where it opens up uh, something that allows increased perfusion of oxygen in that cortex of your brain. Interesting. And so I'm like, ah, that makes sense. I am actually when I do smoke marijuana, I am getting a lot of oxygen to the part of my brain that doesn't usually work. Interesting. And I, and so, so I go back to the beginning, like if you believe in pure evil or if you just believe in this idea that the antidote to evil is sort of empathy, which mm-hmm. empathy is a psychological scientific category that we can measure in terms of certain energy, I mean, empathy profiles in terms of certain parts of the brain. Mm-hmm. If you think of all that, then the antidote to evil is marijuana <laughs> like it is the, it is the thing that that will yeah. ma- will make uh and i and i say that uh tongue uh a bit in cheek but there's part of me that thinks no i think that's that might actually be yeah right i mean there's definitely i mean clearly there's uh, i'm i'm someone that is very uh addicted prone and i have times when i go through bouts of smoking and i become uh more evil on the weed uh, just because my body is fighting back against, well, I'm gonna I'm slowing gonna, down and things like that. But most time, it's like a, an upper, and I'm like, oh, I'm actually a more balanced person if I have this once in a while, because it's keeping me uh, more uh, humble. Yeah. Yet on the times that I'm not doing it, it's like I balance it out. It's like a one-off, one-off time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm humble this day. I can think about what I did. Next day, yeah. I'm driven. Oh, what can I change? Like, if you use it that way, I think it's at least for me, it's a better experience well i think i think that uh and and i did not to our listeners i did not intend for this to be such a pro marijuana legalization pod i did uh but i'm going to push back a little bit uh to this Mm -hmm. is that when we think about the legalization of marijuana uh most people still think about it in terms of the the 60s high like legalize it man yeah tune in drop out and tune out what does they say i don't know pharmacologists are now saying that that marijuana faces two major problems uh it's not legal and therefore it's still a federal crime right yeah it's just not punished and so now the states are kind of doing whatever Mm -hmm. they want if it was dropped from the the list, didn't if, they try like they a couple tried. weeks ago? Schedule C or class? Schedule C, yeah. yeah. Um, if they if it drops from the schedule, then it then it it really frees the states and other places, and that would they would say open the doors for better scientific right. research because what we have is we have a drug that that grows relatively easily, mm-hmm. 
I mean, ditch weed was a thing when we were kids. Like, it, it, right. it just grew wild. And then, yeah. and, and that drug can treat and has shown to have improvements in a number of neuropharmer and neurological disorders. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we don't really have any rigorous testing of it. No, yeah. And we don't have any rigorous, like, you know, when you make a pharmaceutical drug, like, there's rigorous testing to make oh, sure yeah. that your API, your active pharmaceutical ingredient, mm-hmm. is right yes. all the time. And then when somebody duplicates it in a in generic, you have to have biologi- uh, bioequivalence. Yes. So it's like very well regulated, mm-hmm. but the pharmaceutical companies are never going to do that because there's no money in it. There's not a way to create a blockbuster weed drug at this point. Right. So instead, it's all sort of anecdotal evidence for itself. Yeah. Like this one variety of weed gives me like this empathetic rush. Right. Now, if we were to spend billions of dollars to sort of let's figure out what it is about that weed, right. isolate the cells and figure it out and then replicate it, mm-hmm. then we could create this empathy drug. Right. Oh, yeah. It would be or, like or, a, or a motivation brain drug. candy. Some people like, say, yeah. hey, I, I smoke marijuana and I work eight hours straight and I feel great. Some people say, I, I, you know, I work, I don't need marijuana, but I want to come home and I want to relax and yep. fall asleep. It's way better than alcohol. Yeah, but or, we, don't, we yeah. have not sort of broken down the the drug in such a way that we can say, well, here's all the things it can do. Right. Well, the problem is, is every time they try to isolate it, I mean, Marinol has been a thing forever. They just isolate the one chemical compound they can recreate that they think is the right one and reproduce it right. over and over. What it really a, happens is it's a cocktail of uh, chemicals in marijuana that actually it, create it the effect really you is. want. It, it is. Yeah. It is a cocktail. And then, like, that would actually require work by the drug companies. And there's probably... But there's no money in it. But now there's AI, so maybe they can do it easy. And they can be like, we can look at your DNA. We can tune it to you. Uh, that Look, if you're you know? telling me that you could... If I can do a 23andMe, but it's a marijuana in me... They're going to figure and it and out. I, yeah. I send my genetics off and a brain scan. They're like, we recommend this for you. If we you could, grow it in your backyard and you smoke a little bit each day, yeah. three times a day. That's my point. Is that yeah, we'd people be say this guy, this guy wakes up and smokes marijuana. I'm like, I wake up and take an antidepressant. Right. Yeah. Who Who are we talking about? Like, I know wake and bake seems like a bad thing. I did it the other day, and I did yard work all day long. I was like, like this not, is awesome. It, I haven't done it, this for years. It's the very rarely does anyone ever get stoned, meaning that sort of catatonic oh yeah Some, sometimes not anymore. sometimes not i mean it can't happen because like, you know, it's real strong we're just like ah, fuck it, i just gotta sit in the couch yeah yeah but those indicas man i i i think it is the secret to combating empathy which is the antidote to evil yeah which i think before this episode this is kind of my last thought i think before this episode i would have said i believed in pure evil mm-hmm. that something can exist in this world that is just exist to be evil. Yeah. I don't know that I think that's true anymore. Yeah. On, on, on a, in terms of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not in terms of objects or things. Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I, don't, I don't rule out a supernatural, paranormal reality. Oh, yeah, there's reality. That. Right. Uh, but in terms of just like a, like a, a person where it's like, Maybe maybe I want to believe that there is potential for rehabilitation yeah. of anyone. But time is finite, and hmm. 
you know, I don't know. I mean, when, when people do really, really awful things, there's another group of people that are victims that need, yeah, that need to make sense of that chaotic act. And if it, if it makes sense for them to say, well, it was just pure evil. I mean, it is easier than just adding up all the shit that went wrong in someone's life to lead them there. I mean, it's just easier to say they're evil than going like, well, actually, uh, his dad went out for smokes and never came back, and he never even actually smoked, which made it hurt worse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, you just think of all the things, and, and then you have to go back to the, the parents before that and what happened to them. You have to go to the parents before. So really, it's just like, well, I, uh, we've talked about the fractal universe before, and I think that, like, these these culminations of pure evil are just stepping stones that radiated out from one bad event years yeah, ago. And right, it's like, how right. do you, how do you, how do you, yeah, may, they, we may consider that pure evil based on the morality of our time, but, uh, you know, back in the day, maybe they were just like, hey, man, this guy is really, like, helping us get rid of the invaders. He just is killing tons of people. Good for this guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, how do you, uh, I mean, it's, I don't know what I'm saying. No, I, I, I get I get the idea that, because I, I often struggle with this, is that if you believe that people are pure evil, then there's a corollary thought that, well, we can get rid of evil if we just eradicate the world of purely evil people. Right. And the flaw there is, is that I know it's easy when somebody does something really awful, mm-hmm. right, kidnap a child or sexually yeah. abuse a child, to be like, fucking monster, yeah. throw them in a cell, fucking torture them. Mm. But by eradicating that purely evil person, you're not really dealing with the problem. Right, yeah, yeah. Which is probably unaccounted for abuse on that person. True. A family structure, a breakdown in educational, in a medical system. Like It's a, it's a structural failure that leads right. to like the mass murder, serial killer. And I know we place all the blame on them and they're pure evil. Sure, sure. But it's a systematic failure in my mind. Right. And by not acknowledging that, to some degree, the system perpetuates itself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Because we don't catch all of them. Right. And so then they harm somebody that then repeats that cycle of just sort of abuse and shame and and neurological disorders. Yeah. And and the answer, the the antidote is like, like I said, it's like, well, we need like a a robust health system. Mm Mm-hmm a drug care system that's open to ideas like, well, maybe marijuana does help. Maybe NFL players who have chronic brain injuries can benefit from regular doses of marijuana. Maybe the NFL should drop their anti-marijuana policy to help right. people recover from yeah, like fucking traumatic brain injuries. Also, sometimes weed's a performance-enhancing drug, and maybe we'll catch more balls. You know what I'm saying, Browns? Isn't that funny though that you're right? That if marijuana <laughs> were were a right. if, if marijuana made you throw the ball five yards farther, oh, it'd be legal. Immediately. It would be legal immediately yeah, in the NFL. Yeah. But the fact that it helps you with brain injuries, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, we're not sure yet. Yeah. Like, no. it's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. This is really look. It's like, deep. Big marijuana sponsor this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We'll change the name. <laughs> yeah, uh, to uh, whatever you want. Uh, uh, Okay, you got that's your final thought. That's my final thought. Okay, my final thought. This is interesting. Uh, yeah, like you said, I think these the there is no thing as pure evil. I think it's uh, just a perpetuation of bad things that happened in the past that happened over and over, and you can't fix it uh, with trunk or treats. You're not going to fix Halloween by putting it in a parking lot at a church uh, yeah, <laughs> and making it. That seems worse. It's worse, right? Uh, Halloween's fine. Trick or treat. Yeah. Do your thing. It's not evil. It's fine. Uh, but my point is, uh, yeah, you you can't just kill 
or take out the serial killer and say, well, we're done with this. You may have stopped it for a while, maybe. Yeah. But it's always going to come back. And what's sad, speaking, going back to empathy, is uh, it's sad to me that the least empathetic people are the ones that need it the most. And yet they get it the least. Oh, they get it the least. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I'm supporting serial killers. I hate you guys or ladies. Pretty rare, but. Yeah. You know? But, uh, but, but maybe, yeah, that, I mean, maybe women, well, women do have a higher empathy quotient. They so do, yeah. That's yeah. why, you know, it's lack of empathy, key to pure evil. Lack of empathy is evil, equals Absolutely, evil. absolutely. Right. So be a little empathetic. Smoke uh, some weed if you're not empathetic. And even if it's your brain going, I should hug this person, that's the right move. That's yeah. the, unless it's, a, unless you're old and creepy. Don't do that. Don't do that. Or the very employee. <laughs> I learned that one too. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be a really funny uh, sketch to have uh, a creepy guy, Halloween, giving out candy. The parents are like, we got we got to stop this. <laughs> yeah. We got to go to trunk or treat. So then, <laughs> yeah. then the dude is at trunk or treat, and he's like, "Well, this is way easier. Oh, <laughs> right? yeah. They don't have to get up. They just uh, all come to me. That's I right. Hugs for Jesus too. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think trunk or treat is worse. Yeah, fuck just, your trunk or treat. Uh, yeah. Well, it's just like it just really bums me out. Like it's like saying, "Hey, you want to hike in VR? No, no, no. I want to go door yeah. to door and." No, man, we can we can trim all this out if we have to, but no. I, I, you know, I stopped. We live uh, adjacent to Oakwood, uh, which is a historic neighborhood in Raleigh, North Carolina. For those listening, beautiful neighborhood, and uh, they go balls to the walls, full oh, yeah. tilt for Halloween. There's like a famous house, famous there. house, it's all over the news. Yeah, like that guy's Halloween decorations. I think if you were to. I, I think it's six figures worth of decorations. Oh, there. unless he's shopping at Target the day after Halloween, like I do. Yeah, it's probably more. It's it's a lot. It's, it's animated stuff. Oh, it's it, crazy. It, yeah, it yeah. spends, and then that has radiated through this historic neighborhood where it's the place. We stopped going because it got so insensitive. Like like no no like we like the. Trick or treat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, pick a piece of candy. It came like, people would be like, that's all? Just one piece? Oh, yeah, people get real bitchy about it. I'm yeah, like, fuck like, oh, off, Oh, man, y'all don't have any full size? Oh, man. That's why I pull out a knife, and I'm like, here's your trick, bitch. And then they run away, and I'm like, it was just Halloween. Yeah. It was just a Halloween outfit. Yeah. I had a knife with my outfit. I I did a, a trick a while back. I had a, a, a Halloween pumpkin. Mm -hmm. Put the candy in there. And I cut a hole in the bottom. Oh, I was just going to say the same fucking thing. And I did that one where I'm like, let me just pick yourself a piece. <laughs> no, no. And I would grab people. Oh, I was thinking that popcorn trip oh, with the, your penis. Oh, penis. Sorry, I, I was like, this is... Ooh, uh, that's what I was like, man, he's getting kids to touch his dick, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was not. That was That is not what I was doing. I was scaring parents. Uh that's so funny. Uh, yeah, no, it was not a, it was not a dick in the box, dick no, in the jack, so jack in the dick. Okay, sorry, that's where my mind went. Well, like, no, no, it was, it was, a, it was a, a little scared, you know. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, jump, you know? jump scare, jump scare, and the kids freaked out. Oh yeah, 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 they didn't like that. Yeah, but I say get them back. Yeah, we need to bring back horror in these kids' life. They don't right. get enough of it nowadays. It's it's the it's the it's the where do you draw the line? Oh sure sure like like. You can scare people 
and then people are like, you're really scaring us. Yeah, it's Stop. too much. Too yeah, much. Yeah. And you're just like, well, that's what it got fun. That's, that's when you doubled down. That's when you're like, okay. Yeah, that's like that uh, that place we talked about last year, the uh, haunted house that people are signed up years in advance. Oh, years and they'll like pull your teeth and shit. It's like a real. Yeah, you can't. It's 24 hours. You, no one's made it. Yeah, no one's made it. Well, of course not, because they're like, now we're going to saw your nuts off. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, whoa. Whoa, done. hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, in any case, I'll be, uh, I'm back, we're back in our neighborhood to celebrate Halloween this year. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, we got our little neighborhood. Nice. It's fun. Um, it's a lot of drinking. Hell yeah. That's my birthday. Halloween's my birthday. My wife's is on the 28th, so we're just going to hang out. Very cool. You're going to come to the, the is a, a real low-key hang on the I 28th? Am, yeah. I am going to be uh, low-key hanging. Okay. And uh, and I'll be at Shane's show. We'll both be there. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Good time if you're in Raleigh, come, come hang out with uh, us. I'll be at uh, Dead Crow Comedy this weekend. Hell yeah. More shows coming up. Man, you guys are great. Thank you so, so much. much. Yeah. We love all y'all. Yeah. Um, Glad to be back. Uh, and anyway, this is the, the Weird Science Pod. I am still Justin. And I'm Shane. Peace. Peace. Peace.